Here's the question, how do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, educator, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Hey, healthy runners. In this episode, we are going to be talking about how to strengthen your muscles to train to run. So have you ever been frustrated in the past that whenever you start running, you just get injured and have to stop? In this episode, we are going to be breaking down the first principle that I talked about in that first episode of the podcast in how to get active, get stronger, and be able to hit PRs without getting injured. So the first principle that we talked about in that episode was how to strength train to run. So we talked about the importance of training in order to run and not just going out there and running as your form of training or as your form of exercise. This strength training in order to run is a very, very important principle, hence why I definitely wanted to talk about it first. So I am going to be sharing with you what I have learned through my journey as an adult onset runner over the past eight years, as well as working with hundreds of runners over my 16-year career as a sport physical therapist. So my wife and I actually just got back from our first Run Disney Experience uh, Marathon Weekend. It was my 19th half marathon uh, myself running, but it was my wife's first half marathon. So I have some good perspective on coming from someone who's run a bunch of road races and myself and then seeing my wife set a goal and being able to run her first half marathon when she never ever considered herself a runner and she was never able to run more than five miles without getting injured in the past. A lot of the principles that we're going to talk about in today's episode is going to help you be able to hit that first half marathon goal or be able to hit a PR in your next half marathon. And one of the things that I noticed at the Run Disney Experience, it was super fun, by the way, for those that have never done a Run Disney race before, I highly recommend you at least experience it once. It was a race like none other that I've ever experienced. It's more of an event. Uh, the day before is an event. The expo is an event. The race itself is an event. It is fun. Um, you have fun. You're not going out there looking for a PR on uh, race day, but it is nonetheless a very fun event, and I highly recommend you experience it with a group of friends or family um, and do it at least once. One thing that I did notice, though, on the course, I've never seen so many injured runners before in my life. And I think a big reason for that is because a lot of the runners who run this race do not train to run. So I want to be able to help more runners just like you, teach you the principles that's going to set you up for success. And that first principle is really strength training in order to run. Now, why should you as a runner do strength training? Because you may have heard in the past that strength training, going to the gym, lifting weights, you might get too bulky, you might get too tight, you're already tight, you're not flexible as a runner, and you don't want to put on too much muscle because that may slow you down. So I'm going to give you two major benefits of adding and incorporating strength training into your current um, exercise regimen. 
first and foremost is to prevent injuries. So we know the reason that most runners don't hit their goals. They're not reaching those PRs. They're not running that first half marathon like my wife just did is because they wind up getting injured along the way. And because they're in pain, they usually stop running. So you're not able to fulfill your running goal that you had. Now, why would strength training be able to help prevent injuries? So most running related injuries are due to weakness of certain muscle groups. So whether you have kneecap pain that we call patellofemoral pain syndrome, um, and you have some weakness of your side hip muscles, your gluteus medius muscle, or your quad muscles, um, or you may be someone who has Achilles pain and you have weakness of your calf muscles. So the research out there, the studies that are um, done in this area show that those that have weakness in these areas are more at risk for developing these running related injuries. And in fact, weakness and weak um, specifically running muscles has been shown to be more of a risk factor versus flexibility, which I find that a lot of runners think I'm not flexible and that's why I'm getting injured. And there's really no correlation between flexibility and risk of injuries in runners. So studies do show that those that have weakness in these areas are more at risk for developing running related injuries, as well as those that do have these conditions, what we find in a lot of our interventional studies. So how do these runners get better after they're injured is by implementing strengthening programs specifically. And that's well out there, especially in the kneecap pain literature as I was talking about before, is implementing quad strengthening as well as hip muscle strengthening, and these patients get better and are able to get back to running. So the first major benefit to adding strengthening to your routine is preventing injuries. So you can be able to train and meet those running goals. The second benefit to adding strengthening is going to be to improve performance. So one of the main benefits of running is more cardiovascular the respiratory benefit. So you're able to strengthen your heart muscles, you're able to strengthen your lungs, and it's more of an endurance ex form of exercise, right? So there's a cardiovascular benefit. So if you have a cardiovascular risk factor um, in your history, you have a family history, I know I do, all the males on my mom's side of the family have suffered some cardiac event during their life. So I am very happy that I have become a runner because I am working on strengthening my heart muscle and improving my cardiovascular status, as well as breathing ability, your lungs. So that is the main benefit that we get from running, especially when we're talking about distance running. So we're improving our endurance. Um, and when you work these muscles, so when you are running, you're contracting your muscles every single step that you take. Now these muscles need more strength for endurance, not necessarily strength for power. So endurance and power are two different forms of training. They're two different functions of your muscles. So think about power is gonna be that sprinter who's running the 40 meter dash or the 100, 100 yard dash, right? It's going to require power coming out of the blocks and be able to generate that speed in a quick amount of time. For you as a distance runner, you need strength in your muscles more for endurance to maintain that muscle strength over time. Or if you think about a power lifter who is doing an overhead press, 
Um, those things, that form of training is going to generate more power so you can contract your muscles in more quicker and efficient manner. So for you as a distance runner, you need to develop the strength and endurance in your muscles to be able to tolerate running and tolerate the demands of running because initially when you start out as a runner and you probably for those of you that have been running for a while now you probably think back when you did start running you know what your muscles got stronger and your muscles got more lean and you you got more muscle definition than when you had prior to starting to run and those are the initial strength gains that you get and the adaptations that occur in your muscles when you start a new form of exercise such as running. Now these kind of benefits do eventually start to dwindle away as you continue to run. So as you continue to run, you're really not going to get much strength benefits to your muscles because those adaptations have occurred now. So in order to actually keep your body healthy and prevent those injuries, as well as improve performance, that second benefit of adding strength training, you need to actually add strengthening exercises in order to strengthen those muscles to decrease injuries and improve performance. So I hope that makes sense for you and the reason and the rationale to why you do want to add strengthening exercises into your training. All right, now we are going to start to get into what specific muscles you should strength train. These are not going to be the muscles that maybe when you were in college, you went to the gym and your buddies kind of taught you some exercises or you maybe got out of a fit magazine uh, way back in the days where you're working your beach muscles, I like to call them. You're doing a lot of bicep curls. You're doing a lot of chest press. Um, I think back to the days when I used to work out in college and you did like 50 versions of the bench press and the chest press and you did incline, decline, flat bench and you did dumbbells and you did all these variations to work your pec muscles. Working your pec muscles, working your bicep muscles um, are not going to help you prevent injuries as a runner and they're certainly not going to improve your performance as a runner and I might argue that if you did too much of that you're probably going to hinder your performance as a runner because it's going to contribute to a rounded type of posture and it's going to affect your running form where you're going to be less efficient. So I have broken down five main muscle groups that you really want to focus on strengthening in order to train to run. These five muscles are really in no order of importance, but the first couple muscles, I think, because this is something that I see a lot in runners, is they forget to actually train these hip muscles. And these are probably, if I had to prioritize, are the most important. So we're gonna start with the biggest hip muscle that you have, which is your gluteus maximus muscle. So that's the glute max, that's right, your buttock muscle, right? So everyone's familiar with that one. Now this muscle is important to strengthen and make sure that you have it activated if you have a history of low back pain or if you have the old common proximal hamstring tendonitis tendinopathy. So you have that upper hamstring pain, especially as you increase your uh, mileage to you know mile six, mile eight, like when you're getting into that half training. And this is actually what my wife had when she just started out with her half training until I finally um, was able to do a whole running injury assessment on her and get her going, did some treatment and got her going on a plan with a specific 
exercises we're going to actually talk to you about. And one of the big things that we see with these hamstring issues or people who have low back pain is that they have some glute um, activation issues, meaning the signals from their brain are not going to the muscles to be able to activate, and they don't know how to activate that muscle. So sometimes it needs some specific exercises to get you to be able to turn that muscle on so you are using it during your running, and this muscle is super important when you're going up, up a hill. So if you think of any of your hill work, you want to think of a slight bend at your waist so you can actually drive down using your glutes, contracting your glutes as you're going up that hill. That's going to make you most efficient. Your glutes are your biggest muscle in your legs, and it's going to help you get up that hill without being so fatigued. So there are a series of exercises that I usually recommend for my runners who have issues where they have trouble activating their glutes and they're what we call hamstring dominant, meaning they're always using their hamstrings. They always feel like their hamstrings are tight. They always feel like they're getting hamstring pulls. You feel like you keep have to stretch your hamstring, stretch your hamstring, but it's never getting better. It's probably because your body is using your hamstrings or overusing your hamstrings with your exercises, with your running, and you're not using your glutes. So you have to teach your body how to actually activate your glutes. And there's a nice kind of series of exercises, four glute exercises that I like to give my runners. And if you want to check out those exercises, head over to the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. And if you go under hip exercises, you will see a video there that um, is four glute activation exercises. And if you have trouble finding that for some reason, send me an email, Dwayne at sparkyourtraining.com. I'll be happy to throw you the link so you have the actual videos of those exercises. This podcast is a little tricky because I am used to doing this either on Facebook in a live video format or on other social media platforms where I can share the videos with you. So if you're listening to this podcast on your run or you're in your car during your commute, you know, just think back, um, go back, and what I'll do is I'll actually drop the link in the show notes um, to this episode so you have those exercises to be able to help you. So the glutes is muscle group number one. Muscle group number two is going to be your hip abductor muscles, or the big one is your gluteus medius muscle, which is on the side of your hip. This is a fan-shaped muscle, and it's a huge one that is used every single time you run because when you run, you're always on one leg. When you're on one leg, this is the muscle that provides stabilization in what we call the frontal plane. So it prevents your pelvis from tipping too much so or lowering. So it keeps your pelvis nice and level when you are running, which affects your alignment going down your leg. So it's going to affect the position of your knee. It's going to affect the position of your ankle. Therefore, most people who have weakness of this muscle wind up developing knee pain, whether it's that kneecap pain I was telling you about before, or it's ITB syndrome, so iliotibial band syndrome, or they even get problems down lower like shin splints or ankle tendonitis um, or even Achilles pain. So strengthening your gluteus medius muscle is super important. This muscle is easiest to strengthen by lying down on your side. So if we want to do a muscle activation, I'm going to share with you one exercise that I like to call the humbler because it looks super easy, 
but it is very humbling to perform it correctly and you feel a great burn and you really feel that muscle working when you do it correctly. So what I like to do is like the standard, if you were lying on your side and kick your leg up, kind of like a Jane Fonda type exercise, as opposed to just doing it lying down on the floor and kicking up, do this with your back against the wall. So your back is against the wall, your shoulders are against the wall, but your hip and your butt is slightly forward. So it's actually not touching the wall, but your heel is on the wall. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna slide your heel up the wall, hold for a second at the top, and then come down for two. So you're lowering for two second lower, you're raising it up for one. So we're using that muscle, what we call concentrically on the way up, and then eccentrically, slowly controlling it on the way down. The reason why that's important is because for you as a runner, this muscle functions for you when you're running more isometrically, so stabilize your pelvis, as well as eccentrically. So it actually controls that lateral pelvic drop I was talking about before. So you do wanna strength train that muscle in the form and the manner in which it needs to function for you as a runner. So that is what I like to call the humbler. Again, you can find that on my YouTube channel. Go to the hip exercises. Um, it will probably be called glute medius isolation exercise. It's against the wall. And I will try to drop those links right in the show notes as well for you. So let's get to the third muscle. This one you probably haven't heard a lot about, and it is one that is often missed, I find in a lot of training programs, and it is your deep hip rotator muscles or your external rotators. So these are gonna be the muscles that rotate your leg out, but more importantly for you as a runner, it prevents too much excessive motion going in. So again, this muscle functions just like your gluteus medius muscle, more eccentrically as your body's coming forward your body your foot hits the ground your lower leg starts to rotate in so it goes through if we just kind of call this term pronation so you might have heard that before if you have really flat arches then you usually have excessive pronation that is going to last too long into your gait cycle when you're running and sometimes it's that over pronation that leads to soft tissue injuries down in your leg, such as shin splints, ankle tendonitis, Achilles pain, as well as plantar fasciitis. So strengthening your hip external rotators, these are what we like to call our anti-pronation muscles. So they're not muscles down in the foot or the ankle, but they actually slow down the lowering of your whole leg going inward. So if you're not wearing an orthotic especially, um, you're gonna wanna make sure you're using these hip rotators, which is gonna help the alignment of your knee as well as anything down lower in your shin and in your ankle area. So there are a couple of great exercises that I like to isolate these muscles out. And the first of which, a great place to start if you've never exercised these muscles before, is what we like to call the clamshell. So that's lying on your side, your knees are bent to about 60 to 90 degrees, and your hips are bent to about 60 degrees. And what you're gonna do is you're just gonna rotate that top knee upward to the ceiling and slowly lower it down. So you're actually performing that motion of hip external rotation. You should feel it deep within your butt area. You should feel a nice burn. This is going to be your hip external rotators. The biggest muscle that we have back there is called the piriformis muscle. So you guys might have heard about your piriformis muscle. You might have 
been told you had piriformis syndrome in the past and might have been contributing to your sciatic pain that you've had. You might have tried trigger point release of your piriformis in there with a tennis ball, a lacrosse ball. You've tried to foam roll it um, and it's been tight. Sometimes it's actually weak, believe it or not. So you might need to work on strengthening that muscle and actually using it in order to get rid of some of that buttock pain that you've had. Fourth muscle that we're going to talk about is one you definitely have heard about, and that is your quads muscle. So your quads are made up of four muscles, hence quads, right? So you have a muscle on the inside, your vastus medialis, muscle on the outside, your vastus lateralis, vastus intermedius, which is down the middle, deeper, and then you have your rectus femoris, which is also a hip flexor as well. And a lot of times I find in a lot of runners, they actually have tightness of their rectus muscle and need to work on stretching it. But for the purposes of today's discussion, we're going to talk about the quads from a strengthening standpoint. You want to make sure you are strengthening your quad muscles because they are used a lot in running, especially with downhill running. So think about if you have a lot of hills around your area. I know I do in mine. You know, you are using your quads a lot as you're going down that hill. And there are some technique things that you want to work on and not use too much quads because then they fatigue out. But for anyone that's run a really hilly race, you can probably attest that you felt that delayed onset muscle soreness at about 24 to 48 hours after your race where every time you went downstairs, you felt your quads. You're like, ugh, ugh, right, going down the stairs. And those of you who, who have had the pleasure of running Boston, I think... I've never run Boston before, but I hear it is killer with the downhill. So that requires a lot of quad strengthening in order to train, in order to be able to do a really hilly race where you're going to be doing a lot of downhill running. So quads are important as well as preventing knee pain. So that kneecap pain we were talking about before, all the literature that's out there talks and speaks to quad strengthening in order to get rid of some of that tracking issues with your kneecap. Last muscle we're going to talk about is going lower is your calf, your calf muscles. So those are gastroc, soleus um, complex, and it's made up of two muscles. And these muscles are really important for you as a runner because you need endurance in your calf muscle. So we talked about before that running is more of an endurance sport. You need to train those muscles for endurance. One great test that you can do is to stand on one leg and see how many calf raises or heel raises or toe raises, they're called a lot of different names here, um, you can do on one leg, keeping your knee straight and with good control. So not using momentum, not leaning forward. Think about a string pulling your head straight to the ceiling. Stand on one leg right now if you're not in the car, if you're not running. See how many calf raises you can do on one leg. Runners should be able to do 25 of these. I would say at least 50% of the runners that I see and help are not able to do more than 15, surprisingly. So this is something that I find commonly missing in people's programs because a lot of people don't spend time doing calf raises um, on one leg. But that muscle does get weak and you don't have a lot of endurance in that muscle and that endurance is needed for your running. So you need to use that muscle more from an endurance standpoint in order to run successfully. So those are the five muscles that you really want to think about strengthening in order 
to train to run. So let's do a quick little refresher recap. The reason why we are strengthening is number one, to prevent injuries so you can run and you can continue those training plans. And then number two, to improve your performance, whether it's you wanna run for, uh, farther, you wanna increase your distance, run your first half marathon, run your first 26.2, or you want to get faster, right? So you wanna hit some PRs, you wanna increase your speed, you maybe wanna do some tougher courses, you wanna do some hillier courses, you need to actually strengthen your muscles to improve your performance so you can be able to do that. And those are the two benefits. The five muscles that we really highlighted are the glute max, so your butt muscle, making sure that you're able to activate, isolate that muscle, your hip abductor, your gluteus medius muscle, especially if you have outside of the hip pain, iliotibial band syndrome, or patellofemoral pain syndrome, that kneecap pain. Then the third one we talked about is your hip external rotator muscles, fourth, your quad muscles in the front of the thigh there, making sure you're isolating, adding in quad strengthening, and then calf muscle, especially for endurance, going for that higher rep range. Do this with your knee straight, as well as working it with your knee bent. So I would separate those and do different sets. Do as many calf raises as you can with your knee straight. Hopefully you get to 20, 25, and then do it on each leg, and then go back and do a second set with your knee slightly bent, and repeat the same procedure, that will get more of that deeper soleus muscle. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. If it was, I would appreciate if you can share it out, um, share it with your running friends. My goal is to help thousands of runners just like you be able to stay healthy and train and meet your running goals. So we can have a more active lifestyle, we can be healthier, and I appreciate you for listening to this podcast, and I hope to be able to help you in future episodes. Thanks a lot for listening. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you, and I hope you got a lot of value out of it, and I hope that becoming a healthy runner is as exciting for you as it is for me. I hope you can see that this podcast can not only benefit your running, but your overall health as well. If I said anything in this episode that resonated with you, then jump over to our free Facebook group called Healthy Runner. I give live trainings in there every single week to the hundreds of members and answer questions directly in there. And I absolutely love hearing your takeaways and your wins from this show. More on the show at sparkyourtraining.com for our latest articles, resources, and specific exercise videos I mentioned in the show. You can also head over to any of our social media accounts at sparkyourtraining where I include lots of free content for all the ideas we talked about in the episode. If you have learned anything from this podcast, I would really, really greatly appreciate if you headed over to iTunes and rated and reviewed the show, as well as pass it along to your runner friends so they can have the same ideas and tools that you have. If you have any questions, suggestions, and show ideas, the best way to reach out is through your favorite social media platform. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. So now it's time to strap in and get ready for the next episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast. Thank you.